Ever wonder why you do what you do and what drives your actions? Maybe you're finding yourself in a rut and have lost focus on your purpose. In this week's episode of Keys to the Future podcast, we review Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why, to help us discover our why and define our purpose. Welcome to Keys to the Future podcast. I'm Gabby Coe, a systems engineering fellow at one of the most successful engineering companies in the world. I'd like to inspire you to stay focused on your STEM education and career journeys through conversations with my guests. Let's get started. And start with why, Simon Sinek explores the concept of understanding the why behind our actions and how this can lead us to having a more fulfilled life, both professionally and personally. He asserts that most organizations and individuals focus on what they do and how they do it and neglect to communicate the most important aspect, which is the why they do what they do. To help us find our purpose, the book introduces the concept of the golden circle which consists of three concentric circles. The outer circle represents the what. The middle circle represents the how. And the inner circle, or the core, represents the why. Let's take a closer look at how we can use this framework to improve ourselves and our actions. The what can be our overall roadmap that defines our plans, strategies, and ideas for accomplishing our goals or effecting change within ourselves. The how are the steps or actions we need to take to execute our roadmap or plan to reach our goals. And the why is our true north. What motivates us to keep going and accomplish our objectives? With the why at the center, we make better decisions, stand by our beliefs, and inspire others. The importance of authenticity and consistency of living and communicating the why is a common theme throughout the book. The author emphasizes that people are drawn to individuals and organizations who genuinely believe in what they do and consistently align their actions with their purpose. Start With Why encourages individuals and organizations to discover their underlying purpose and communicate it to others. Cynic believes that by focusing on the why and inspiring others with a sense of purpose, individuals and organizations can achieve greater success and fulfillment. Let's get the perspective from our panel on how we can apply these concepts to our daily lives and open up a new world of opportunity. Today, we are discussing the book, Start With Why by Simon Sinek with our panel. Robin Appia is the founder and chief executive officer of Educology Solutions, an information technology consulting company. Along with overseeing company operations, Robin serves as the executive project sponsor for a number of contracts while continuing to build an award-winning, quality-driven business that employs technical subject matters, specialists, and trainers who solve complex business challenges. She earned a Bachelor of Science degree in mathematics from Slippery Rock University and a Master of Science degree in applied mathematics from Howard University. Dr. Pamela Halpin is a wife and mother of three a chemist, a Lean Six Sigma black belt, and a breast cancer survivor. Her passion is to help others thrive in all aspects of their lives and says that life is too short to simply survive. She feels that it's awesome to help people realize the amazing things they're capable of. Currently, Pamela is a corporate black belt for Tate and Lyle, a world leader in ingredient solutions for healthier food and beverages. 
where she teaches, coaches, and cheers on the great teams she works with while running projects and working on a master black belt. She earned a Bachelor of Science degree in chemistry from Indiana University and a doctoral degree in chemistry from Northern Illinois University. Welcome ladies, and thank you for sharing your perspective on this thought-provoking book with the Keys to the Future community. Thank, thank you. you for having me. Thanks for having me. So today's book discussion is about Start With Why by Simon Sinek. He's an author and inspirational speaker. He is well known for his TED talk on the concept of why, inspiring us to find our purpose and have a more fulfilled life, both professionally and personally. How does this premise of start with why resonate with you personally? And Robin, would you like to start? Thanks for having me here, Gabby. I appreciate having me join this discussion. Actually, this is a really perfect timing, this book for me. As you know, being a CEO, it's kind of lonely at the top at times. I started my company back in 2009, and I find myself now, when you start a company, you're in the crunches, you know, you're doing everything, you roll off, you're still the PM, you're helping people, bringing people on. And now I'm at that turning point where you're getting, you're kind of growing out of that small zone and you have to go back, you start thinking, why am I doing this? Why, what's the focus of it? So therefore the people that I bring on, I'm trying to make sure they are in, in line with my vision, in line with where I want the company to go, what I want it to, to be about so that we can serve our customers well. So right now it really resonates really, really well with me, to be honest with you. So I had to do some soul searching as I was reading the book. The book resonates with me like, to the very core of my being. I read this some years ago. I was having a difficult time in a position and I couldn't figure out, <laughs> I couldn't figure out why. And somebody told me to read the book, start with why. I'm like, okay, that's pretty funny. <laughs> so I read the book and I was like, oh, the whole reason I'm having a hard time with this is what you are asking me to do is so alien to what I believe and how I breathe that we're, we're, there's no middle ground here. And so I went back and said, okay, look, I read your book that you told me to read. And basically what I came to the conclusion was that we're, we're really, really far apart. How do we get closer together? And he said, oh, well, I'm glad you realized that uh, your job is ending. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so it helped me put all of the things in perspective articulate the issues that I was having and when I went on the job search I was able to look for the thing from the ground from the, the roots right of what was going to resonate with me and what have you so for me it's helped then it's helped put other things in perspective and it helps me moving forward to just remember that I constantly have to check in with my why constantly have to make sure that where I'm going is where I actually want to go. Wow, that's really mm -hmm. impactful for both of you. It sounds like, Robin, you're in the middle of running your company and for you finding people that align with your mission, with your why, it's a must so that you can be successful together. And those folks that you hire can help fulfill that mission. Exactly. I really, I really, yeah, I really like how you brought that in. And mm -hmm. uh, Pamela, you mentioned the challenge that you were having was not really aligning with your beliefs and, and then you sought alignment that helped you find that purpose moving forward from that challenging job that you were asked to do. And that's really impactful. So Simon Sinek argues that successful leaders and organizations 
they start with why they do what they do rather than focusing solely on what they do or how they do it. What are some examples from your own journey where starting with the why has made a difference? Professionally, it's just made all the difference. I, I don't even know how to say it much more clearly than that. When I start a project with someone and they tell me that they need to do this, that, or the other thing, we always go to why. We always go, why do you want to do this? Why is this the project that you need to do? And oftentimes what they come to me with is not what they really want to do. It's a how or a what. And then when we get back to, okay, what we need to do is more in alignment with what they're looking forward, we end up with a much more successful project. Now, it's never like wildly different. You know, nobody ever comes to me and says, you know, I need to grow turnips and then we end up building a bridge. It's never like wildly <laughs> different. It's, I need to grow turnips. Oh, okay. Do you need it in a raised bed or in the ground or a huge field or a small field? So it's kind of along those lines. And it helps really define a solid project with a solid scope that we really don't ever deviate from and then are almost always successful. I mean, there are times where we're not and that, that stinks, but we're almost always successful when we really get to the core of the matter, the, the why we need to do this, why it needs to be done for the company, why it needs to be done for us, why it needs to be done for the customers. And then when all of those are in alignment, it just makes for a significantly better project. I totally agree with Pam. I think back to my journey to where I am now, and I, I've always been the type of person who's curious or um, someplace, and I try to think and I say, I find a problem, quote unquote, an issue or something that I feel can be done better, you know? And I say to myself, why don't they do this? Oh, I want to do this. And this is why I want to do it. And I think that helped most successful people. They don't just start one business and that's it. They all go back to successful. I think most people start something and then they navigate away and they do other things. But, but I always go back to the core of why did I want to start a business? Why was the need of that? And, and that helps me to keep in line. So sometimes the how does change. Like, like I think Pam was saying, the how may change, but we definitely need to still, it goes back to that core of why we are doing it or why I started this or why I moved forward with it. So that's kind of how it impacted me in my journey. I've always kind of tried to make sure I keep that in the root why it's important for me to succeed in this particular area. And that's interesting because if you don't know the why you're doing it, then you may not even know how to remediate if you're going in a path that it's not the appropriate path, how to remediate, how do you go back to where you need to be so that you're not going in all directions, if you will. Knowing that right. why is kind of like the core, as you both mentioned. I really like that because... Pam, you mentioned it's defining that core of the matter is the why. What is it for the company? What is it for us and us in, in terms of the employees working in the company? And then what it means for your customer. And likewise, Robin, you have very similar thoughts where getting to the core is why you started the business. It keep, brings you back, knowing that core, it brings you back to where you want to go, where you want to lead your people to. And then them aligning to that mission, it's so important. Exactly, exactly. And I think sometimes when you ask the question, there are various layers of the why. Sometimes you do something to get to 
your core, like if you want to be a philanthropist, maybe you might need to start working or doing something else, but the core is eventually you want to maybe be able to be a philanthropist to give back and do whatever, but you know, you have to go a certain route to, to be able to do that. So always knowing that digging down to me to that next layer of the why, next layer of the why and, and staying focused on that, it, it really helps. Absolutely. Like you said, it's like peeling the onion, the different layers. I like that. So Mr. Sinek introduces the concept of the golden circle. How would you explain this concept of the golden circle to the audience who hasn't read the book? Do you think it's a useful framework? Like we've been speaking earlier, definitely we all understand to me the understanding the why, but I think in the concept, what he's trying to say and what I, what I agree with is that once you have that why and you kind of figure out how, because uh, oh, the golden circle, uh, maybe those that don't know is the why, how, and then the what, the different layers and the inner circle part is the why. So that's like the core of it, the core of, of what you're starting with. And to me, I read as though once you have that, then you can figure out how you want to do that. Do you want to do it by starting a business or do you want to do it by writing a book or whatever your goal is. But once you do that and you get that sound foundation, then to me, he's saying that the people on the outside, will you won't even almost have to explain the what. They'll see it because it's being lived and done by your corporation or your establishment or whatever it is you're doing. And then the what is not just the leading conversation. People understand you're doing this because I want to help people. I want to do whatever. Or I want to invent the train to get you from A and B fast. And then they'll appreciate and understand how this impacts them and what it is you're doing. That's what I took from it. A lot of times you want to just go out there and say, oh, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. But there's no value to someone if they don't understand the why of it, that why you're doing it. And then you can help them related to themselves, why it's important to them, why they need your tool, why they need your product. That, that's, that's how I interpret it and what kind of how I will explain it to someone. I said to you earlier that I needed to wrestle this to the ground. So the way I explained it to my kids practicing was, okay, so your why is your anchor. It is absolutely without question your anchor. And then you build everything around it to support the anchor. And as long as everything you're building is in support of the anchor, for me, I want to help people truly and sincerely live their best lives. I mean, we spend, what, 25% or more of our waking hours at work and we don't have 25% of our good times at work. So we need to change that. So for me, my anchor is living my best life and helping everybody around me live their best life as well. So as I'm building the things around that, I keep that firmly in mind. So when people often think about lives and targets, they think about hitting the target. And for me, the anchor is you're building it from the target out. Instead of trying to hit the target, you're building the target and then everything flows out around it. And unfortunately, my 13-year-old just kind of stared at me, but my 16-year-old, <laughs> she had a light bulb moment. And, and my 21-year-old was like, all right, I get that, I get that, okay. So we had some pretty good discussions around that. But the big thing is you have to be true to your anchor you have to protect your anchor. Otherwise, the what and the how, just they just don't matter. Absolutely, I like that. And, and we're talking about the concentric circles that Simon Sinek has in his book. There's three concentric circles and the very core is the why. Then the second circle is the how. And then the third circle around it is the what. 
And I like the way that you said your anchor, that's your why, and that's the middle of your target, if you will. If you look at the concentric circles as a target, that is the middle of your target. That is what you're aiming for at all times. Everything else around it is based and built around that. That's really a good explanation. I really like that. So the author emphasizes the importance of having a clear and inspiring sense of purpose, as we've been talking about here. How can individuals, specifically in STEM, in STEM students and professionals, discover their why? What are your thoughts about that? I had an issue with this a few years ago. I was working for a company and we had to figure out our safety brand, like our own personal safety brand. I was like, what's a safety brand? So I was talking to my direct reports and they're like, oh my gosh, you seriously don't know your brand? And I was like, okay, come on, tell it to me. They're like, every single time you catch us doing something, maybe slightly less than perfect, you look at us and say, I don't want to meet your family this way. Please put your safety glasses on. Please put your PPE on. Please go get a ladder. You know, don't stand there kind of thing. So I would suggest to anybody who doesn't quite know their brand to ask the people closest to them. <laughs> they know it. <laughs> they know it and share it freely. So that's probably the easiest way to figure out what your why is, is by talking with the people around you. And if they say something that just doesn't resonate, fine, that doesn't resonate, okay, next. But at some point, somebody's going to say something like, oh, you don't want to meet your family that way. And you're like, oh, I do say that a lot. Yep, that is my safety brand. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. I like that. What is your brand? What are you about? Answering that, it's a good way to finding out your why and your purpose. I think that, especially for STEM students, you can find yourself caught up in being good at something. Like I was good at math. So I did mathematics all the way through graduate school. But I never did really understand what I wanted to do with that. You can find somebody who's good in chemistry. And chemistry may be a little bit, I don't want to say easier to understand what you want to do because there are jobs like that. But math was so abstract with careers, I didn't understand my why. What did I want to do with that? Why am I majoring in this? And I think that one thing that I try to teach young people now when I look at them is to definitely get mentors, do internships, to find out how do I apply what we're doing, because STEM is the hot thing, STEM. You, you, you learn that. They say you have a job forever. You can get into anything. But then you say there's so many things out there. What do I do? How do I apply this? And then you start to see those internships. You start to see maybe even what your parents do, shadow them or whoever. And you start to say, oh, this is what I want to do. This is the why. This is why I'm studying mathematics, because I know I can use it to help me learn how to fly a plane, you know, the cosine and signs of things. I think that kind of to get to the question of how do we get our young students, the STEM students, to think that and to understand that is start talking to them about where do you want to be in your future? What do you see yourself doing? And then they take what they learn, what they know, and figure out how it is applied into the world. And then they back it into, okay, this is my why. This is what interests me. This is my passion, maybe. I struggle with that too, because I think I missed that boat growing up. I just <laughs> did math, 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 math. And then I look back and say, oh, I'm here. Now what? <laughs> so yeah, it's now what moment. Right, yeah. right. Now what? I, I didn't have that why to do it, but I think it's critical. I think that's what he refers to as the split with, right? Yeah. Personally, right? <laughs> right? Our now what right. moment is our split. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. You sit there like, I paid all this money for college, now what? <laughs> what <do I> do? <laughs> You're right. I mean, having those conversations with others around mm-hmm. you and have them help you discover 
what it is that you're after what what is your purpose what are your likings or dislikes and exactly and so on and then trying things out by doing internships maybe exactly. you find out you went this summer to do an internship and there wasn't your cup of tea well right. that was valuable because mm-hmm. you found out that it wasn't your cup right. of tea and then you didn't go the next summer and do it again right exactly exactly yeah. when i found myself looking for a job I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew what I didn't want to do. So I started exactly. with a list of the things I didn't want to do. It turns out I'm like way softer than I thought I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, that was valuable information because you said that then you aligned yourself to your purpose even more because you knew what you didn't want to do. So that kind of fueled you to continue to look and not just settle for it whatever that job might have been. So be tenacious, I guess. It's one of the things. <laughs> For sure. The book highlights the role of leaders in cultivating a culture that is aligned with their why. So we kind of move from the individuals, how do we find our why, to like how we as a community help others in finding their why. So how can teachers, professors, and mentors cultivate this mindset with the young students they lead? What are your thoughts on that? Teachers and mentors, I think it's critical that they, I love it when I love someone that knows what they like to do. You can tell those teachers that make a difference, those who are passionate about it, those who teach kids how to apply what they're doing. I think there's a foundation where, yeah, you have to know two plus two is four. But when you can teach a student or a mass of people how you apply, why it's important, what are you doing with it, it really helps the world, the community, whoever you're mentoring, to help you understand your why, to find your why. It may not be what theirs is. But you at least see it and you see other ways, uh, options of it, because you're like a child until you're taught, until you see it, until you learn it. So I think me, like me as a CEO, it's very important. I listen to my people. I try to, you know, definitely listen to them. So when we go and we congratulate people, people say money isn't everything. And sometimes you don't have maybe the money, but you can give people time. You can give them different things. So they learn my culture because they know I'm, I want to make sure I have a, a family organization. Not me, my brother, my cousin or uncle work, but you want people to know that you, you care about them, that you care that their happiness helps me be happy, makes my company happy. I know it'll serve my customers happy. So I think it's our responsibility to really enhance this opportunity to teach the students and to get your employees to see this is how you do it. This is what's important, how it's applied. And then it helps the, the, the person find that STEM student find their niche, find that why for them. And then they'll hopefully do it in turn. I could write a whole book about this one. <laughs> so the part about how can teachers and professors, you've all been to college. Mm-hmm. There's always that weed out class in your major. And I never understood that. I mean, are we really in danger <laughs> of there being too many chemists in the world? Is, is, that, <laughs> is that a thing? So I don't understand the weed out courses. So I think professors and teachers, instead of trying to weed you out, share what drew them into that profession, what drew them to be a teacher of that subject. I can't possibly be to weed people out. So that's the big thing for me. And it's so much more fun to bring people along than it is to weed them out. So bring them along on your journey and be grateful that they get to be part of this part of your journey. So I would say definitely tell teachers and professors that sort of thing. And I think mentors already start there because they want to be a mentor. So I'm not worried about the mentor who understands their mentor. I'm more worried about the mentors who don't quite realize they're a mentor to someone. Don't be afraid to share the passion, your reasoning for being here and the mistakes you made along the way. 
I've learned so much more from my mistakes than I've learned from my successes. I've enjoyed my successes way more, but I've learned so much more from my less than successful escapades. And as mm -hmm. I mentor people, I make sure that they understand that it isn't a beautiful, straight, golden path from here to there. It is messy and ugly and twisted and hard. But as long as you know what you want, and as long as you know what nourishes your soul, your why, it's totally worth it. And we're going to do this together. I agree with both of you. Robin, you mentioned the caring of people. Show people that you care about them. Mm -hmm. That kind of sets a chain reaction. Wherever you're at, if you are in school, your professor is showing that they care by bringing them along in the journey, like Pam mentioned, and also at work, creating that team environment at work shows people that you care about them. Then they want to be part of it. They want to partake, do their best and be part of, of that environment. And I agree that uh, along the lines with why have these weed out classes, who are we trying to to help <laughs> because I remember being in those classes as well and you just feel like you're not getting it but then you're not getting the support that you need and maybe that would be the switch that turns it into you getting it to you getting that tough concept yeah helping each other bringing each other along in the journey rather than leaving people behind it's the look to the right, look to the left in your classroom. One oh, of those people mm -hmm. doing that. Oh, you hate that, right? When they say that, you say, is that your goal? Is that your goal? Yeah. If you notice too, a lot of professors, teachers, the ones that are really recognized are the ones that are not just lecturing to the children or the students, but they're actually embracing them and bringing them in with them. You see these science teachers now on TV where they're doing experiments in front of them, having them do things with them. After people graduate, sometimes they take a tour around the world because it's life lessons, the absorption you get. That's where you really learn. Absolutely. And that perseverance that we both spoke about as well. Don't be afraid to share your passions and lessons learned with others. And then that shows the perseverance that you have gone through. And that also shows that people just because you're in a bad spot right now, doesn't mean that that's where you're going to stay. You just keep on going, keep that why in your horizon. The author suggests that living in alignment with our why brings fulfillment and a sense of purpose to our lives. How do you connect with your why and how's it influenced your decisions and actions? And, and you both kind of talked about it a little bit, but I'm just curious a little bit more. You asked the question, and sometimes I had to sit here when I was reading the book to think, and, and I actually laid this, is there a different why in your personal life and in the corporate world? Because mm. I was kind of stuck on that a little bit. Because you're successful, and especially the, the examples you gave with Apple. I mean, he loves Apple, obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but it's like, when you look at when you read about Steve Jobs and all those people, sometimes you say that, but they're not happy. They were never happy. They may have had all the money in the world. Like they said, that stuff doesn't make you happy. So, so for me, having a successful company is definitely what I'm selling to do. I think I have a different why on my personal life to make it purposeful. I don't want people to think like that listening to this to equate because your company's successful it means that you're you're happy automatically. I think you have to make sure you define both of those. Like Pamela, it sounds like yours bases back to really like your personal life, helping everyone, doing things great. You know, I have an IT consulting company. So I feel like I need to have a different why almost for my personal life than the corporate life for me. Because I recently just hired an executive coach because being a CEO, you don't get to really, unfortunately, you don't have the people next to you all the time that want to be open with you and, and tell you things about yourself mm -hmm. because they work for you. So 
executive coach is really helping me find and, and stay within my why so that I stay true to myself and true to the company and the people. I pass that down because if I'm feeling good about the company things as well, it trickles down. But I feel like now my personal life, though, I need to figure that out. That's a good point. At different times, I was a little further out in the cone than I was in my anchor. You know, he talks about the golden circle really being a cone. But when I was really faced with life and death, I realized that my center really was just helping everybody live their best life. Whether it's my kids or my husband or my family or the lady who's putting her groceries in the car or somebody I work with or work for or, or reports to me, that's my core. <laughs> if I can do something to help or if I can show you how to do something to keep you from struggling in any aspect, why would I keep that to myself? To me, it's just a no-brainer. However, 10 years ago, it wasn't. 10 years ago, it was raising my kids to be self-sufficient and contributing members to society and being a strong, supportive spouse to my husband and being the up-and-coming employee and doing my best. And they were three very different things. And it was a struggle. And mm -hmm. then I know people are going to hear this and think I'm crazy, but breast cancer was a blessing for me. And it helped focus and solidify that in every aspect of my life, my joy, my nourishment, my soul is fed by being better than I was yesterday and helping you be better than you were yesterday. And everything feeds that. But it took life or death to get there. <laughs> and I don't think that's the best practice. So don't do that. That's a, yeah, that's definitely on the personal level, on the personal yeah. level side that you've got that foundation and it takes you through everything. It sounds like the corporate world your job, your position. And then once they were all in alignment, life became a whole lot easier. Now it's not all, again, it's not all rainbows and sunshine and roses, but this too shall pass. <laughs> Simon Sinek encourages the reader to challenge the status quo and think differently. How can we apply these principles, you know, this golden circle that we've been talking about of start with why to our personal lives? And especially as STEM students, early career or seasoned professionals? If you're a STEM student, obviously, I think once you've identified what intrigues you, what you're into, what you, what you like, I think you have to use that to do building blocks to the point when you, maybe if it's when you go to college, you have that foundation maybe to know, say, for example, you want to stop lung cancer. Somehow that's your love. Then maybe that's your why because it's affected so many people. You want to make sure no one has to go through the struggle. You want to do whatever. It's hard to say for me, honestly, to put it in words, but I feel like that's where STEM students need to start opening their eyes and, and start realizing what is important to them. Not just the subject that is science, technology, math or whatever, because those are just individual subjects, topics, but how that applies to them personally to make them feel better wholly and give them that purpose. I think that's what I would tell them. And you got to leverage that as you go along and you grow. I think that's kind of where I would start. Exactly. I don't think I could have said it any better, Robin. So it goes back kind of like to the anchor as well. So if you don't start at the beginning, if you try to figure out what the target is, instead of figuring out what your why is and how you can make it resonate with you and at least your professional, because that's what's going to support your life life, right? 
you have mm -hmm. to make sure you've got it so that you can have a good, solid foundation for supporting your life. And you have to start at the beginning. Even the concept, right? With start with why. It's, it's so fundamental that you almost overlook it. You know what I mean? You don't mm -hmm. focus on it, but it should yeah. be focused. Absolutely. So now I'm curious, would you recommend this book? Why or why not? I have recommended it. I continue to recommend it. It <laughs> is required reading in my house. <laughs> <laughs> We've had some really great discussions and that's kind of the big thing. I think this book isn't a, a how-to manual. It isn't the answer. It starts good discussions and that's my favorite part of it. I agree with you because I felt like when I was reading it, I thought it was a book that I needed to talk to somebody with. I almost felt like it should be done as a seminar so you can talk through it because you know it gives a lot of examples, a lot of different things out there. But I think it strikes a conversation. I found myself want to say, what do you think about what, you know, <laughs> what, what about yeah. this? I think it's a good book to get that foundation there to learn it. But I definitely think it's great if you do it as like a book club or something, someone that you can bounce it off of and, and discuss with. Absolutely. I think it's really thought provoking. And I like the way that you're mentioning that you want to bounce things off of others that may be reading the book as well, because then that generates more ideas and more concepts. So I really like that. I would also recommend it because just like any book, there are good nuggets that you can take. And in certain cases there, you read a book and you're like, ah, okay, that was good. In other cases, you're like, wow, <laughs> why didn't I think of this before? There's like uh, nuggets that you can take from anything that you read that would influence or fuel the next thought, the next idea, or the next step that you should take or you ought to consider taking. But you can really apply the same concepts for your own personal life, whether you're a student, starting out your career, even seasoned professionals, you can apply these concepts and these thoughts. It's definitely food for thought. Well, ladies, thank you so much for sharing your perspective. This has been a great discussion, sure to inspire the Keys to the Future community to discover their why and achieve great success and fulfillment. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank Please you. Please have a good day. In closing, in the words of former President Barack Obama, reading is important. If you know how to read, then the whole world opens up to you. Thanks to my guests, Robin Appiah and Dr. Pamela Halpin. Thanks to Roger Coe for endless reviews and encouragement. And thanks to Joe, always. Keys to the Future podcast is available anywhere you get your podcasts. You can follow Keys to the Future on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Thanks for listening. I'm Gabby Coe, and I'll be back next week with another episode of Keys to the Future. Keys to the Future.